My name is Pat Byrne, and welcome to my Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series. In Wedding Music Made Easy, I will be giving you some great tips for choosing your wedding music. As a church musician and pianist, I have had many years of experience planning and playing for weddings. I look forward to sharing all that I have learned with you in my Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series. Well, hello again, brides and grooms. This is Pat Byrne with the fifth episode in the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series. We had a couple of inches of snow over the weekend here in Wisconsin, so I am definitely in the mood to think some more about the music for your wedding. But before we begin today's episode about the entrance of your wedding party and your mother's entrance, I want to ask a couple of favors of you and then make you a special offer in return. In the short time since I began these podcasts, they have been very well received. I now have listeners around the world and across the United States. I would really appreciate your feedback on the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series. I'd love to know what you like, what you didn't like, and most importantly, what improvements you would suggest for future episodes. You can contact me directly via email at pat at burnpiano.com. That's P-A-T at B-Y-R-N-E. P-I-A-N-O. In return for giving me your feedback, I would like to offer you a 10% discount on any 2015 wedding that you book me to play. Since I have listeners as far away as Egypt and the Philippines, I'm afraid I'll have to limit this offer to weddings that are within roughly 100 miles of my home in Delafield, Wisconsin. I'll also have to add that this offer is subject to my availability. I often do get booked a year or so in advance. So to avoid disappointment, I suggest you contact me today. Finally, to qualify for this special offer, you'll need to book your wedding with me and have the contract signed no later than December 31st, 2014. Now, in return for your feedback, if you want the 10% discount for your wedding, just mention this code, don't forget about mom, when you contact me. Yes, not only is that the offer code, It is also a big part of what we will be discussing in today's episode. You can also help me help other couples with planning their wedding music by writing a review of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series on iTunes. The more positive reviews that my podcast receive, the easier it will be for other couples to find me. Thanks. In the previous episodes of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series, Our focus has mainly been about you and your groom. Today we will begin talking about the music that is played before you even arrive on the scene. This is the music that sets the scene for the bride's entrance during the wedding processional, which we discussed in episode 2. I always suggest that couples approach planning their wedding ceremony as if they were the director of a play or a big movie. Before the main character appears, that's you, the bride, the director needs to properly set the scene. And that is exactly what we will be talking about in today's episode. And the next episode as well. Setting the scene. We will look at the music in reverse order. By beginning with the entrance of the wedding party, which happens just before the bride's processional. 
As I mentioned in Episode 1 of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series, when the doors swing open and you first appear holding your dad's arm, it will be a very dramatic and important moment in your life. Never again will you be the total center of everyone's attention as you are at that magical moment. Now, everything that happens before you step down the aisle should be thought of as preparation for that special moment. Everything that you plan needs to help set the scene for your processional. As I hope you also remember from the earlier episodes of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series, your processional should be slow and stately. That way it will fit the mood of the special moment and also make it much easier for you and your dad to walk down the aisle comfortably. It stands to reason, then, that the music you choose for the entrance of your wedding party should also be slow and stately, as it is setting the scene for your own entrance during the processional. As you will hear shortly, this does not necessarily mean that the music for the entrance of the wedding party needs to be in the exact same style as your own processional. The important thing is that the music that you choose for the wedding party entrance and the music that you choose for your processional should complement each other. It may help you to think of the music for your wedding in terms of a color scheme. Once you choose a color scheme for your wedding, you will want everything else. Flowers, bridesmaids, dresses, ties, cummerbunds, all of them have to be part of that scheme. It's exactly the same with music. Once you have chosen the processional, recessional, and unity ceremony music, you have set up a musical scheme. And the rest of the music that you choose to lead up to your processional should all sound like it is naturally part of that same musical scheme. Of course, a really important factor in this blending of the music of the wedding party and the bride will be the skill of the musician that you hire to play for your wedding. Before we get further into the music itself, let's take a brief look at what is happening just before your processional and the doors swing open and you and your dad step down the aisle together. The normal cue for the musician to begin the wedding party's entrance music is the appearance of the groom and the officiant as they take their places near the altar or place where the wedding vows will be exchanged. While the two of them take their place, the musician should begin playing the entrance song's introduction. When the introduction ends and the main part of the song begins, the first bridemaid should start her entrance down the aisle. For most weddings, the groomsmen escort the bridesmaids down the aisle. If there is a ring bearer or a flower girl in your wedding party, they will follow the maid of honor down the aisle as the final part of the entrance just before you make your appearance. Now, there are several important variables that you should keep in mind that will determine how long the wedding party entrance will take. These variables are important because they will give the musician an idea of how long he or she can plan on playing the entrance song. Briefly, these variables are the length of the aisle or path to the altar or site of the wedding ceremony, the number of bridesmaids, and finally, whether or not there will be a ring bearer and or a flower girl. Very young ring bearers and flower girls can be tricky to work with. Toddlers simply aren't good at walking in a straight line from point A to point B. But even when they zigzag, ring bearers and flower girls are always adorable. Even if, as sometimes happens, they break down in tears halfway down the aisle and need to be rescued by mommy. 
Another addition to the wedding party that, for the first time, happened at three weddings this year was the addition of the family pooch to the wedding party. This is a lighthearted addition, and I must say that it worked out fine in all three cases since the dogs were all reasonably well-behaved. Actually, the dogs performed better than some toddler ring bearers and flower girls that I have played for. There is one final consideration that will definitely affect how long the entrance of the wedding party takes, and that is the spacing of your bridal party. In other words, how much of an interval do you want between the bridesmaids, the ring bearer, the flower girl, and possibly the family pet as they walk down the aisle? I would say, musically speaking, that your goal should be to have everything from the groom's appearance until the end of the wedding party's entrance to last no more than roughly three or four minutes. You can estimate the timing by slowly and stately walking the distance of the aisle or entrance path in advance. It is best if you can actually practice this at the church or site of your wedding. If that is impossible, most venues will be glad to tell you the length of their aisle or path. Then you can measure that distance out on your driveway or another large space. Then you should time how long it takes you to slowly and stately walk that distance. If you have already chosen the music for your processional, play a recording of it as you practice your walk down the aisle or path a few times. I really do recommend that you actually walk this through rather than simply sit on the couch and close your eyes and just try to imagine how long it will take. Whatever the average time it is that it takes you to slowly and stately walk this distance, multiply that by the number of members in your wedding party. Let's say that it takes you 30 seconds. If you have five bridesmaids, your wedding party entrance will last about two and a half minutes. Musically speaking, that would be a perfect length of time for a wedding party entrance. If, on the other hand, you have eight bridesmaids, a ring bearer, and a flower girl, that same 30-second entrance will now take five minutes. Musically speaking, that would make for a very long entrance song. If you do have a larger wedding party, you can make an easy adjustment to shorten the time frame of their entrance. When timing is not a factor, the traditional interval of the bridesmaids goes like this. The next bridesmaid waits to begin her entrance until the previous bridesmaid has arrived at the front of the church or site of the wedding ceremony. But if you have a larger wedding party, and your estimated total time of the wedding party entrance is over four minutes, I would recommend that you plan on simply adjusting the traditional interval like this. And it's very simple. Just tell the next bridesmaid only to begin her entrance when previous bridesmaid has arrived at the halfway point of the aisle or path. It will be helpful to the bridal party if you mark the midway point with flowers, a ribbon, or some other marker. That way, everyone will be confident about how much of an interval you want left between the members of the bridal party. Remember, on the day of your wedding, everyone, you, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, everyone will be nervous and emotional. So it's good to have a very obvious and visible cue for them to go by. This simple interval adjustment will bring the entrance of your wedding party down from five minutes to less than three, which is right about where you want it. So, now that you have a good idea of how to stage the wedding party entrance, it's time to start talking about the music that will accompany it. Many brides begin by looking over their list of songs that they were considering for their own processional. Then, for the entrance of the wedding party, they choose their second or third choice from that list. This method would work, and it will save you the task of starting a whole new search for a 
separate entrance song. Again, the essential thing to keep in mind is that the music you choose for both the wedding party entrance and the bride's processional should be part of that same musical scheme. If you think back to our discussion of the processional in the second episode of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series, you already know that I recommend that there should be a few seconds of silence just before you make your appearance and the introduction of the bride's processional begins. This is done for one reason, to help heighten the drama of that special moment that is about to happen. Practically speaking, this short pause will make it much easier for your musician to blend the entrance and processional songs. Let me play an example to show you what I mean. For the end of the wedding party's entrance, I will play Christina Perry's A Thousand Years. And then, without any break, I will immediately begin the bride's processional Taco Bell's Canon in D. Two great songs, but there certainly wasn't much drama there, was there? Now let me play those two songs again, but this time I will heighten the drama with a short break between the two songs and see if you can tell the difference. Just now for this podcast, I use a very short five-second break. Anything longer than that would have been confusing in a podcast. But in the real world, at an actual wedding, this break should probably be between 10 and maybe even 30 seconds. If the break is much longer than that, say there is an unexpected hitch between the end of the wedding party entrance 
and the opening of the doors, the musician should be prepared to play something quiet to fill the time. It is really important that the music played during any unexpected break be quiet. If the musician began playing the music too loudly, your family and friends will think that he or she is starting the processional and, quite naturally, they will all stand and turn towards the back of the church, thinking that you are ready to make your entrance. When you and your dad don't appear, things will get very awkward very quickly. Fortunately, last-minute hitches are rare, but they do happen. The most common delay at this point is due to the late arrivals needing to be seated before you begin your processional. But I remember one wedding where, after the wedding party had already entered, someone came up and whispered in the officiant's ear, and then he awkwardly announced to everyone that the bride had, quote, a wardrobe malfunction. Well, 20 minutes later, I got the cue to start the processional. Fortunately, delays like that and that long are extremely rare. But your musician needs to be aware that they are possible, and he or she needs to be prepared to play some appropriate music that will sustain the mood set by the entrance and then naturally lead into the processional. They should all be part of that same musical scheme that we talked about earlier. Musicians should always have some music ready to play, just in case he or she might have to fill in more than the planned 20 or 30 seconds of silence before your processional. Before we close out this section on music for the wedding party entrance, I want to just play through a, one final example of a musical scheme. And this one's kind of interesting. This is from a wedding I played last June. And the couple were big Journey fans. So for their processional, they chose two Journey songs. Only the Young and Faithfully. Only the Young was for the bridal party. And then Faithfully was for the uh, bride and groom. So uh, let me show you how that's going to work. So right now I'm about a minute into playing Only the Young. So for the podcast, we'll assume that the bridesmaids have pretty much all made it up to their place in the front of the church or by where the uh, exchange of vows is going to take place. So very shortly here, I'm going to start fading down. Here's your silence. Again, a short one because of the podcast. Now everybody stands up and looks to the back of the church or the back of the area where the wedding is taking place. The doors swing open. There's the bride with her father. The song starts. The bride and her father start their walk down the aisle. This was all covered in podcast two. So if you, uh, if this is new to you, please go listen to podcast two. Now we're getting near the main part of the song. 
And as you recall, that's where the bride and her dad should be almost up to where the groom is waiting. So now the broom and the bride proceed up a few steps to where the altar is. And I'm going to slowly wind things down here. Usually after they get to that spot, the maid of honor has to straighten out the bridal dress and things like that. And that's how it works. So that was an unusual musical scheme, but you could see it worked because the two songs blended together very easily. So you don't always have to have it classical. You don't have to have uh, always pop. You can mix the two songs. A lot depends on the skill of your musician in combining, especially when there's two separate styles. This 100-year-old recording by Henry Burr is a good way to remind us to think about our mothers. So let's talk about the mother's role in your wedding. The mother's march or the entrance of your mother's occurs right before the entrance of the bridal party. Mother's is a term that we use but this can include your own mother, the groom's mother, stepmothers, grandmothers, or even any other important women who have helped bring you to this point where you're about to be married. Now the Mother's March works very similar to the entrance of the bridal party. Usually begin with the oldest mother, your grandmother probably, and you end with the bride's mother and the groom's mother. All of the mothers are escorted down the aisle, either by a spouse or a partner or by one of the ushers. The spacing is very similar to the bridal party. If there are just one or two mothers, they wait a full aisle before the next one starts. If there are a number of women being brought down the aisle, probably half an aisle will be enough. Your goal is to have the entire Mother's March about two to three minutes. So that's how the Mother's March is organized. Now what music are you going to use for the Mother's March? Well, what I'm going to tell you now might surprise you. Music for the Mother's March should not, repeat not, be one of your favorite songs. Instead, what I always recommend is that you do a little research. Ask around, ask your aunts, your uncles, what was the song that was played for your mother's wedding? Was it a Beatles song? Was it a Journey song? What song really meant a lot to your moms, either the groom's mom or uh, the bride's mom? Find one song that you think that they would like to hear. Sometimes I wouldn't even tell them. I'd just surprise them when it's time for them to come down the aisle. They'll hear one of the songs from their wedding. It's a little corny, but it works, and they will appreciate it.
Before we end, let me give you a couple of practical tips that will ensure that the mother's entrance and the bridal party entrance run smoothly. The mother's entrance usually begins about five minutes before the scheduled start time of your wedding ceremony, but many times the actual start time will need to be delayed by a few minutes. Let's just say that things happen. So, how does your musician know exactly when to start the music for the mother's entrance? In many churches, and some other venues as well, the piano player or organist will have his or her back to the entrance or have an obstructed view. I have a little rear view mirror that I bring with me to clip on the music desk of the piano or organ for just these kind of situations. The worst situation is when I am playing the organ in a loft high above the entrance of the church. From that isolated position, it is nearly impossible for me to know what is going on below me. The safest way for you to be sure that your musician knows exactly when the mothers and the bridal party are ready for their entrance music is for you to assign somebody the task of telling them. Pretty simple, huh? But this is one part of a wedding that is often overlooked. The person you ask could be one of the ushers, a cousin, or a close friend who is not part of the bridal party. Their only qualifications are that they be alert, very important, trustworthy, and that they know who the first mother is. Remember, often the mother's entrance will begin with your grandmother's, even an aunt or a close friend who you want to honor by including in the mother's march. The person that you choose to alert the musician simply has to say to your musician, the mothers are ready to go. And then a few minutes later, the bridal party is ready. And finally, the bride is ready. I know that this may seem like an unnecessary precaution, but experience has taught me one critical thing about these important minutes leading up to your processional. This is a time when, if delays are going to happen, that's when they're going to happen, those last 10 minutes. It's really critical. So at this time, there can never be too much communication about what is happening. This is obviously true when the musician is up in a loft or has their back to the entrance door or is otherwise obstructed from seeing what is going on or if there is some sort of a delay. But I would suggest that you have somebody assigned to inform the musician even when he or she is in a perfect position to see what is going on. Remember, you can never have too much communication during the last 10 minutes before you step down the aisle. It really is a critical time for the success of your wedding ceremony. Well, that just about does it for today's episode of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series. I hope that you have gained a lot of valuable information about creating a musical scheme for your wedding and choosing music for your bridal party and your moms. We will talk more about musical schemes in the next episode of the Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series when I will take a closer look at the prelude music that will welcome your family and friends to your wedding. Let me leave you with one final bit of advice. Please don't forget about mom. If your wedding will be in the Chicagoland area, Milwaukee, Madison, the Fox Valley, or the Dells, I would be honored to be your wedding musician. I would love to personally work with you on planning your wedding. You can inquire about my availability or request a free quote on my website, burnpiano.com. That's B-Y-R-N-E, 
P-I-A-N-O.com. On my website, you can also listen to sample recordings of my playing as well as other resources to help you with planning for your wedding. The Wedding Music Made Easy podcast series is totally supported by listener donations. If you found today's podcast of value to you in planning your own wedding, I hope that you will consider making a donation to help support this series. You can make your donation on my website, burnpiano.com. That's B-Y-R-N-E-P-I-A-N-O.com. Just click on the podcast tab in the menu bar. Finally, I would like Wedding Music Made Easy to be as helpful to you as possible. Your specific questions and comments are always welcome. You can contact me through my website, or you can email me, pat at burnpiano.com. That's P-A-T at burnpiano.com. I will do my best to answer your question, and if your question is of general interest, I will be happy to make it part of a future Wedding Music Made Easy podcast. Thanks for listening to this Wedding Music Made Easy podcast, and happy planning! The entire contents of this podcast are copyright by the Studio of Musical Arts, LLC, all rights reserved. Any copyrighted material used in the making of this educational podcast series remains the property of the original copyright owner.